Hello, everybody, and welcome to Today in Space. This week, we have a, a kinship in putting out content online, like putting ourselves out there on the internet and trying to make something of it. And the three words I think when I think about Josh is determination, hustle, and consistency. I mean, those are the three things I think we connected with originally. I mean, he taught me a lot about uh, just YouTube content and it's a whole nother way on different platforms to think about things. Uh, I mean, he's an online creator. He's a gamer, streamer, musician, YouTuber, animator, entrepreneur. What the f doesn't he do? Josh Lynch, J Mystic. Thank you for being on the show, man. Thank you for having me. It's definitely a pleasure. Um, it's, it's a privilege and I definitely appreciate you having me on. Of course, man. Um, you put out a reaction video uh, in the past week or two weeks ago. It's, time is time is a weird concept nowadays, um, and and life is is a, is a strange reality we live in right now. But you you were spreading a, a message of positivity. We we share a lot of just that positivity, hard work. Um, want to have you come on here, talk about what you do, what you're so passionate that you will you will have a job and do this other stuff on the side. T tell us about your origin story and like what, what got you into doing what you're doing online. I say that, you know, especially when it comes to video games, it's probably been a part of my life since I was probably a kid. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of having fun. I enjoy like having fun. And I realized that um, I, I look at how my father kind of raised us as kids and um, he just allowed us to do what we want, um, whatever we were passionate about. Um, he just allowed us to do like my uh, my um, middle brother. He was passionate about football and things of that nature. Um, we were definitely out there in the cold supporting him um, during the varsity games, and he did wrestling. Um, I did not take that same trait. I did basketball, um, track, um, and soccer, and my dad was there uh, from freshman year, from when I even started as a peewee all the way up to um, my, my end of my high school career. So him just always being supportive and then even just taking that leap into doing gaming and kind of content creation. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of great areas there, but uh, for him to continue that like unwavering support is kind of definitely been my backbone to just like, just full send, like as I've always mm -hmm. done, um, just kind of being committed uh, to the dream. So. Uh, I, I, I feel that man. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear about your dad. Like that, that is so important in, in some people's life. Talking about gaming, what was your first, what was the first gaming system or, or thing that you got that you can remember? For me, it was probably a Game Boy, like my own personal device, but definitely like even like Atari and the Sony. Mm. Um, like I, I've definitely, like all my older brothers, all their games that they had. Um, I forget the, even like the, uh, it's like a Sonic game that, that was compact. It's like three different mini games inside of it. Like I remember... Mm. A lot of multiplayer games with my brothers and you know that's probably been my competitive drive being the youngest and having three older brothers i'm always wanting to beat them and yep. they, they would not want me to win so um, <laughs> always just a battle um from the jump, from the jump. well and and you have the uh being the youngest you have the, the luxury of of seeing how everybody else does it and seeing where they mess up and be like okay i'm not gonna do that <laughs> exactly exactly so you know, watching them get hit by a Mack truck at this level, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna remember that. Like, it's definitely have mm -hmm. an advantage in doing that. So it's pretty cool, it's pretty dope. Hell yeah, man. Um, so it was one of the things I want to talk to about for a while has been, you know, you've been streaming. I remember I was following you. We were playing Fortnite. Um, I've been 
watching you play Warzone. I always love jumping in because you're on, you're streaming all the time, bro. And I, I love every time you see it, I'm thinking, what should I be doing? Um, so t- tell me about the streaming. Like, was it, was it a challenge to get set up? Did you know some people who were doing it? Like, what was the, what, what were kind of the, the challenges you went through getting started? Um, some heavy challenges was definitely um, just learning uh, the ins and outs, um, not only just like for, you know, the uh, hardware, the physical aspect, but even um, software and, and also the, the back background around it. Um, I started off thinking um, that I'm going to get an iMac because I, I'm really good at editing. I was like, I might be able to use this to parlay with my PlayStation stream. That mm. was definitely not the reality I expected. So <laughs> I I had to do I had to do different workarounds. So I definitely couldn't use OBS on my iMac, but I then just used just the exact game capture HD that Elgato has, and I literally just streamed directly from um, their application, and I made my own overlays inside of that um, as well. So I just try to use what I had um, mm. I got to the stuff that I have now. Um, so like for the physical hardware and stuff, it's definitely been a work in progress. Um, I can even probably turn on the lights and kind of show you. I I, yeah, I, great. I keep a record of, of kind of all the stuff that I have um, just to show my stream where I've come from. Mm. Um, but like the iMac was like the first thing and uh, I don't have my PC box because it's been so large, but of course I keep my PC in front of me, but every little thing from the mouse pads to uh, the mics to the, the controllers um, even to my my chair um, over here um, That's awesome. and of course the PC in and of itself so I, I, I have of being able to show you know my audience um, kind of the journey and how they've helped me along the journey mm. you know that they're kind of with me it's not just like a one-man show but it's kind of mm-hmm. everything together no, and, and you've you've been building that community for a really long time. It's been a joy to watch on my end, um, you know, and, and that last part, they're along for the ride with you. That's, um, you know, that is so important. I, I love the being able to look back. Sometimes it's, sometimes it, it hurts my soul when I look back and I see some of the first ones. I'm like, oh, I know so much more now, but that's, that's it, is that you know so much more after going through all that stuff. Um, talk about the building a, an online community. What, what has that, what have you learned over the years about that? Learned so much the more, um, <clears throat> kind of being on an entirely different platform or going out fresh, um, and then facing the reality that, you know, people don't owe you anything. They don't owe you their time. They don't owe you you know, even them just typing in chat or, or anything, a follow, much less a subscription. That's like the least things in my, my worry is just, you know, having people that, that care and support or even, you know, think I'm entertaining enough to watch me. Um, that's what I strive for. And I always look for feedback on how I can improve and add different things to make myself even more entertaining and more fun. Um, because I, like I said, I quickly realized even when it comes to even creating YouTube, um, you'll find out who really supports you and kind of like uh, where the support can come from because most times than not, it's not going to come from the ones closest to you. Mm. Uh, not specifically, you know, family, because family may support you, uh, but even just like friends and, 
other people in your life, like your all the other platforms that you have. Like I have, you know, eleven hundred um, on Instagram, and I have probably like three or four thousand friends on Facebook, and like just all the people like in my life that I know, like in real life. But the platform that I built on Twitch, I can probably say only twenty of those. Um, followers are, are people that I know in real life. Mm. Like, so to build something completely from scratch or to even see um, that you, people don't owe you anything or that they they may not even know about it or they don't want to support or whatever the case may be. But um, so it's definitely been grueling and, and clearly like a wake up to reality that like people don't owe you anything to go to Twitch and to give you a follow or to go subscribe to your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to really work and, and branch out to people beyond your circle. Um, yeah. Your circle can definitely hold you back. Um, mm-hmm. well, that's definitely what I learned. Yeah. And, and the people around you. Yeah. That's such a big, huge, huge thing. Um, I know for me throughout the, the five years of me doing this podcast, um, the people around me have definitely changed. Um, you know, and even the way that I um, look at, how I deal with stuff in the world. Um, there's definitely a, you know, there's only so much brain power that you have during the day and, and, and energy, you know, that you can bring to a day. And you really, if you, if, you know, if you want to go the next level, like, like you're doing um, and, and like I'm trying to do of, you know, I want to, I want to make something uh, that people are really interested in that I can entertain people, bring my best self forward, man, you got to do some things for yourself to, to, to make sure that you're ready to go. Um, and a big part of that is the people around you. Um, and sometimes like for me, like I'll stay out of stuff, um, in the news and, in and, and different things just because I just, not because I don't want to know, but because I, I don't have the energy yet, you know? Um, I don't know, I don't know how you think about it, but for me, I'm definitely always thinking about myself in the, you know, what can I do for the long term? Like not just the short-term gains. Like I want to do this for a long time because I, I enjoy it. How do I do that without, I guess, burning out is a word, is a term that a lot of people know. Um, but but how how, do, how does that how, how does that deal with with what you're doing and, and how you look at things? Um, as much as you know, I I support those that are kind of um, in the same a bucket as me as like an affiliate streamer, somebody that's like getting started and kind of working their way, um, mm. being like a bigger streamer. Um, I, I use the luxury of now both the PC and the iMac of pulling up multiple streams and mm. um, I, I show my support and I see, you know, what people, my peers are doing. Um, and then I look at like the bigger streamers and the bigger content creators to see what are they doing. Mm. Um, how do I separate myself um, even from mm-hmm. my peers? Um, not to kind of just like, in a crab bucket method of like being pulled down by them or kind of leaving them back after I kind of make it or do anything, but just more so in a competitive nature of like, okay, they're doing this. Like, how do I get there? Like, sure. what are they doing that, that like I'm not doing or things of that nature? Like, so I look at, I have like three unique big streamers like Nick Merckx, um, Daquan, but he, he kind of has stopped because of different circumstances mm. and even Ninja. Um, of course, everybody knows who Ninja is, but um, I look at the fine lines of what he does, not only as a, a gamer and a streamer, mm. but I um, 
I just kind of looked at like even when he go to his desktop, I noticed um, his software that he was using, and he was using like something called Voice Meter Banana or just Voice Meter, uh, which is essentially like a virtual mixer. I was like, mm. okay, like why? And then like I did my research and I realized that's how he's able to parlay from essentially separating all of your audio sources on your PC. So like we could be talking um, and I could have it completely muted on my stream or something. Mm. Um, I still hear you. So I can, I have the luxury and ability of changing all different audio sources where one can hear it and one can't. People in game can hear, another can't and, and vice versa. And even um, when it comes to recording and that has like even set me, um, you know, beyond a lot of people because they only use their own their main like computer input and i sit mm. down have that one source like little things like that where i kind of pick up on you know what these bigger streamers and people are doing um so that i can even separate myself because i don't even look at myself as an affiliate I, I am going towards partner i want to be you mm. know on that that next tier so that's kind of my mindset always i love that i mean to me that you know as a as a new england fan i mean i think strategy i think I think, okay, you know, sports is, a, I think, a perfect analogy for that, where you're scouting, you're watching another team's tape, and you're saying, okay, they do this move a lot. They're like, basketball. They're, they're having, he, he, hanging heavy on their right hand. I'm going to take away that hand, make them play on the left. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all that stuff. And it's it, it, the eSports thing is it, uh, it's, I think, as far as the future, because uh, we talk a lot about the future, or we try to here, and a lot of what we're talking about is promoting the future. So, um, esports is especially with this COVID nineteen thing with the lockdown. Who, dude? Huge jump. What What are you seeing from it? I'm seeing. I'm seeing that you know esports is the only main things that have kind of been out is different you know console games and um, Call of Duty is like a huge one that's kind of mm-hmm. on the scene. Um, but Fortnite took the PC world and and kind of esports to like an entirely different level like it, it kind of took competitive gaming uh to an entirely different scene um so with that opening up and and then other people kind of getting involved it's kind of just magnifying because not not you don't know what you don't know so people just don't know like even the amount of value that's in in gaming or in esports until it's like almost too late right <laughs> <laughs> that's not something where I was going to be late on the train or things of that nature. Cause I definitely, um, not only do I enjoy gaming, but because I'm so competitive, um, I, I know that I can probably compete at a high level to, to, um, benefit from it. So esports is going to continually keep climbing. I think, um, I'm starting to see different teams begin to, um, like make, uh, you know, their branch or like their headquarters in different cities, almost like, like an arena, like for sports yeah. teams, like I'm starting to, see that happening in the gaming world where you know they have their warehouse full of gamers and warehouse of just but then now they're you know they are a team all together and then they just become that much better so like i'm seeing things like that um and it's just beginning so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun Can't yeah man yeah oh dude it's gonna be wild and and of course because we're a space podcast we have to talk about what could be uh in space down the road like as far as uh, long distance travel in space and even like once people are living up in space i think there's gonna be a lot of downtime where you know especially i mean i think this virus this lockdown everyone's been stuck in their homes is a good like demo for everyone to realize what it's like being on a spaceship 
by yourself. You can't go out. Um, you're kind of locked in. Like, what are the different things you do in gaming? Dude, I, I have, I, I didn't make a lot of time for gaming, but when this happened, man, it has been my escape, but it's also been, I got back to like why I love first person shooters and games that I can dive into. It just, it gets to work my brain out in a way that uh, I need, you know? I might even just give like a, a like an overhead shot. Like when I enter even my room, like this is essentially my spaceship where you know, like I come in and then it's just like I have my music and like everything. Like this is a perfect area where I just come in and then everything's just here. Mm-hmm. Like when it even comes to like music and, and making whatever, like that stuff is, is ever present. So I'm easily able to just turn and I kind of like just be on the music side of things. Um, like, and then I'm like easily on the music side of things there. And then I can mm-hmm. just turn and kind of just, you know, have everything in term in front of me from editing to, to actually doing stuff on my PC. So um, when, when it comes to like, even in quarantine, I've been able to really hone in on my craft and kind of really time manage myself on, what I do in this slot in this select hour or um, what am I doing here or, or what um, products do I need to work on? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I get into like the gaming portion, then like I'm locked, locked in um, and, and doing that um, and having fun. Um, but I feel like for me, um, even with like going to school and kind of my, <clears throat> my, um, my field, I feel like, you know, me like choosing computer science or whatever, it's like the easy way out of just you know, getting an easy, secure job. Like computer science is easy. Mm-hmm. I know I'll come out most likely a six figure job and it's kind of like, that'd be like my day to day. But I was like, I love doing this stuff. Like I love like, like I have the ability of like making music and doing so much and I just want to put it out there. I'm like, why not? I'm seeing so many other people benefit from it. Um, and they put in the hard work and I know I'm willing to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, especially when I'm young in my twenties, I, I, I watch Gary V a lot. Hell yeah, dude. Like he said, it like everything of how I look at it. Just go. Like, just yeah. go. Yep. That's just in my mindset. Um, like I can, I can easily like shift and adjust when I hit my thirties or something. I'm in no rush and I'm 21. Yep. So I have like, I can easily space five to seven years of just really grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he says, you're young as fuck. Young. So. Like, <laughs> no, like, that's it. Like, literally, like, why not? Like, what, what's holding you back? And mm-hmm. even with those things, like, I've just never even allowed, you know, any of my peers or, like, um, old classmates or anything to kind of just divert me from um, going after it. And so that's just kind of been um, even my mindset. So you talk about even, like, the future in the space, like, I come in here like that's like everything on the outside world. I just come in and I'm like locked into this like entire like hut of just like all of my stuff. Like yeah. this is everything. Yep. You know? What's my mission? What am I what am I doing tonight? Yeah, man. Oh dude. Hearing you say that gives me chills. I I, I love it. So I, I wanna backtrack just real quick. So you still in school for computer science? I am. Okay. Uh, when I, I would, go ahead. Yeah, when I got injured, um, I essentially like took a like a leap year off because, mm. and that even in and of itself was a battle of coming back from. 
Um, and then when I slowly came back, I started taking like one, two, three classes at a time. Like I wasn't even like a really a full-time student. Mm. Um, so I was like, um, my mother told me, because even with like everything else that I do in my life uh, with work and everything, she was like, I know you're very passionate about this and I don't want your grades or anything to, to fall or drop off. So she's like, by all means, like go attack it. Like, like my, my mother, like my parents are very supportive. Like I attack, attack my, my dream and my mission and make it happen. They've allowed me to to kind of be on a, uh, a different path. Like this year could be easily the year that I'm graduating. Um, but they're just allowing me to just take it, you know, one semester, like one class at a time uh, to get my degree. And I love that. I love that. Okay. So computer science, what were, uh, I want you to tell me some things about going to school for computer science that uh you didn't expect and were like a, a surprise and like they you, you learned something and then something that was a challenge just from like the school aspect i'd probably say uh, the amount of hours putting into coding mm. uh, that i would have to do so i realized how time consuming that it would be with like the work that i do because editing is as, just as time consuming or yes. <laughs> what I do is just just as time consuming so time management is is so like pivotal and so trying to like break out of the mold of like being lazy with like, you know, just staying in bed for X amount of hours to get that last minute of sleep or things of that nature, like being able to, you know, even, you know, go to bed late and still wake up early um, and still have energy to do everything you want to do in a day. So for school, it's just like, wow, this is kind of kind of interesting trying to battle handling like all the hours of code to put in for different projects and assignments you know, while, you know, still, you know, through physical therapy, through work, through everything else. And it was like, wow, it's, it's a lot to kind of juggle and, and to handle. So I had to kind of like take my foot off the gas in certain areas in order to kind of balance or to maintain. That. That's the whole trick, man. I mean, yeah. it really is when it comes down to it. It's like, and, and that's why I was saying earlier, like I kind of have to pull back a little bit is because I, I can go too far. Like I, I, can like literally grind without rest and it, it's not good for you. <laughs> and yeah. the older I get now I'm in my thirties, just turned 30. Now it starts to hurt. Now it's like, okay, there's a real penalty to this. Yeah. Um, so I, I start to ache and start. Oof. Oof, it's not I good. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's surprising when you realize certain things just take time. Like for me, I, I can relate to the editing that it, <laughs> man, and, and especially cause you want to do a good job. You're, you're putting the content out. You want it to be good, but you got to find that balance of like, okay, where am I okay? I mean, I've changed, I've changed a lot of the way that this podcast is produced and put together because uh, I'm just like, I'm spending too much time on this. This needs to, for it to be fun, like what Gary says, you, you got to love what you do, right? And if, if I'm taking too long and it's making me not like it, then I'm doing something wrong. And like you said something earlier back, like you don't know what you don't know. And that's part of just like, getting it out there and doing stuff is you just learn that stuff as you're doing it. Yeah. And I was probably on the flip side of that because, because I, I set myself when I first started out burning so much, mm. I set myself up at, at a standard of like call something called montage Mondays. Um, and while I was still like, I was in full-time school doing it before like my injury and stuff. Um, I try to like put out like, like a fortnight like montage highlight clip or something like, like every week and then i started to realize with time being so much put into school and in other um, areas of my life and then like trying to edit 
and make the edits really clean and crisp is very time consuming. Uh, and so I started to kind of slack in terms of like editing, but I even noticed like you have to even be like very intentional about um, your workspace and, and your neatness and even your organization, because I, I found like finding different clips or doing certain things like on my workspace in, in terms of editing, it take it took so long to do certain things, but now I've, I've found this kind of mold um, because I know where everything is. I know what I want. Like I know. So through the experience of things like that, I now have the liberty of pumping out a video or doing something um, in a good amount of time. That's awesome, dude. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of what, you know, what I was saying, what, what I, I, I see you do, you know, I see you put this stuff out there. I see you working hard. It's just so good to see it. And then on top of it, just, just because I know it, I'm not sure the people at home might know, but you're also a musician and you also do animation too. Um, like tell, tell me a little bit, especially the animation stuff. What got you into that? Um, that's, I don't know. Well, I'll say like in terms of like even my experience when it comes to like editing or anything of that nature, I started as a freshman in high school, my high school, I actually went into high school with a new, like it's a new high school, a new fully built high school. So state of the mm-hmm. So like everything actually became as new. So there was new classes called like TV broadcasting on um, those classes, video production. Um, there was a class called, you know, game design and um, music engineering and so many other like engineering courses and classes, web design. Um, and believe it or not, I took every last one of those, those. And then I did the advanced classes going all the way up to senior year. So like, uh, so video production, video production, advanced, advanced to like TV production, advanced. Like, I did like everything when it came to like actually editing and, and kind of so. I already had like that knack starting off coming out of high school and then through the luxury of my my mom's job in lynda.com I then took different oh, certificates nice. from oh. actually eight all of those professionals and, and instructors uh, when it came comes to like chroma key work and so much other like actual tight-knit things as an editor um, which kind of just took me to another level um, so it's kind of been with me since like day one in terms mm. of yeah i love it man you're a sponge it's good that's a good it's a good attribute to have (laughs) yeah big time big time hell yeah man so your your reaction video tell the folks a little bit about what you were saying in that video well obviously we'll have a link to that in this video here i'm i'm here to listen um here to learn so i'm i i want to want to go deeper like behind the scenes like okay what 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 brought you there what made you want to give that message it it just it kind of bothered me to see all the Facebook ranter, ranter, ranters and like bantering and kind of everybody on social media just, you know, they'd, they'd just share random links or they'd just share things that they see from my generation, older generation, and so much the more. And even like on the media, like how the media portrays things. Um, and it just bothered me because um, even for like my own um culture and my like my own people is like the number one thing for me is like if we don't know our own history how do you expect people to respect your history or to know your own history like if we don't know like if i don't know my own history about um you know martin luther king and these other you know monuments that are in our life 
how do I, how can I expect you or, or anybody else of any other race or things of that nature to know my own history? So I'm even watching my own fight and argue saying, you know, and I'm going to come out with a second video regarding it because people are still like in the battle. They're like, they're all for Malcolm X and the riots. And then like, there's the peace side of it with Martin Luther King. Um, but at the end of the day, they both ended up dead over the same cause. Mm. So it's like, it, it takes, it takes a balance. It takes more than just, it's one way and that's it. Like our generation is like one way and that's it. There's no other way. It takes a mix and you have to um, just take time to just be patient and to even read and educate yourself. I just feel like, especially this generation, like our microwave generation, there's this heat things up really fast. You know, we don't know anything about slow cooking. Uh, I never heard that before. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're just fireworks where like it just takes one thing to set it off and then like we spark mm. up. But that spark fuses over a few days. That, mm. spark, that microwave is done after 30 seconds. Oh, dude. Rather than something that's, you know, you know, taking its time, like a slow cooker that's just cooking, you know, for hours and hours. And then, boom, you come out great. Like you come out, you know, mm. things in a microwave that you put your pizza rolls in there. It comes out hot. Two minutes is cold and it's yeah. hot. So it's like I, I watch my generation. That's kind of how they are, where they just take things at surface level. Like they'll read the cover of the book. And they're like, yeah, living for legacy. But they never read like the back. They never read the book itself. Mm. You know, they read um, a, a headline on CNN or anywhere um, on their local news, but they never read the article. They read the fine lines um, about it. So um, they started to bother me to know that people just don't know but they don't know uh, and that they're ignorant to not even go, go digging. Like, why are you speaking on things? Like what footing that you do you have? If you don't even have like evidence or have anything that can uh, hold any weight. And so that's why I just like really wanted to better educate. Like there's so much more um, than meets the eye, even with media. Cause like I said, I, I've seen so many different things of on Twitter, though, Twitter is very raw when it comes to emotions and things that go out. When they'll show a picture of like this particular, you know, group of um, or like city of police officers where they're kneeling with the protesters, and they're like, "Look at the peaceful protests." But uh, little do they know, because everything can be recorded now, they're like, in a few minutes later, we're getting beat up and smashed by the same police, tear gassing and things of that nature that nobody would know about. Mm. But because everything can be recorded, it's like the same thing that's happening with you know, racist, racism and police brutality, like, it has never changed. It's just being filmed. Like, it's just, yep. that's like the hard reality. So it's not, it's been something that we've been living our whole life. And the last thing I'll say before uh, you can, like, chime in is that it's essentially um, like a soda bottle. Like, it's not, it's not George Floyd that set it off or Ahmaud Arbery, you know. It goes back, even our parents' generations, your Emmett Tills, your Martin Luther Kings, your Rosa Parks. So it's just like a bottle of soda just shaking up, ready to explode. Um, and here's the explosion. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, we have coronavirus killing us and now it's this as well. Like, why? Why does that have to be the case? Like, what is re what's the real pandemic in the United States almost in a way? Like, what's the real virus that, that's been on the underlying issue? Mm. Um, so I think it's very unique that it's in a pandemic that something has, like this has happened because you look at <clears throat> 2014 to 2015 that Ferguson or something, um, they had their riots and protests. And then after a few days, this stops. 
there's your fire, there's your microwave, and then everything goes to normal. But because the world is at a pause, the world is at a stop, where everybody can see for themselves. This year is still the year of 2020 vision. Everybody can see clearly like what it is. Like you can't go back to work, you're not going anything. You just see for face value. People literally watch, you know, George Floyd for eight minutes and 40 seconds. Like they they see like the brutality that's happening. And they just 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 you can't deny what you see like like that. Um so that's why it's very unique um in that way. Um but for me and in my, in my second video, it's just like, you know, we're fighting, like, the, sometimes we're fighting the wrong fight. Like, why are we fighting against each other? Just sit down and read. Like, educate yourself. Like, stop allowing history to repeat itself. There has to be a change somewhere. Uh, so that's kind of, like, my mission. Like I said, the Mystic Reaction Channel is supposed to be funny videos. Like, react to, like, you know, um, like, the NBA, that's shut down. Like, react to anything, you know? Like, I was just going to react to any anything but this is clearly something that i had to react to um because like i said not only is the media painting it to fight left and right um but i'm even watching my own brothers and sisters fight, fight because of the lack of knowledge if i were to kind of be use like biblical principle or something it, it says that my people are destroyed because they lack knowledge like if you don't even have a game plan or like a game plan to like systematically change things nothing will happen like you have to but in order to have that game plan you have to like read like you have to do the studying of film to know i'm going to shut you down from going left or shut you down from going right but if i don't have film i'm just going to go into the game um and then i'm just going to get fried the whole time because i'm not and then i'm going to get frustrated and angry um because i'm still like in a firecracker just like heat like i'm just going at it without just pausing seeing exactly what he's doing and making adjustments we're not making adjustments um so those are kind of like my sentiments thank you um there's a lot that you touched on that are that are themes that we bring up here you know you you talked about the virus what is the real virus you know the first thing i think of is first order first order thinking first principle thinking it's the same it's the same thing that uh elon musk has used for spacex where it's like okay if it's too expensive to buy a rocket what do we do we we look at how much a rocket costs oh it's two percent of the cost of a real rocket well guess what i'm going to make my own rocket like what's the real problem here the real problem is i want to go to mars and how do i get there i need rockets okay well i'm going to build my own rockets like that's you that's where I am with this and it's been a very confusing emotional. I don't spend this much time in emotion. So it's been, it's been very uh, difficult. Like you said, it's not, it's not the first time uh, that this has happened. This has been happening for a really long time and we keep messing up. We keep doing the same thing. I think back to NASA's history. I mean, when NASA was doing the great things that it does, they were, in the midst of civil unrest and civil rights. And even within their own organization, they had to literally fight within themselves to say, this is wrong and we need to fix this. And black people were such a major part of getting us to the moon. There were people that were, that were literally, we would not have been able to bring people there. Um, they, they played such a major role. And I've been, I've been going back to the history because with the murder of George Floyd, we had, the I was stuck between two really tough emotions of I'm very excited that America's back 
into the space program, which is thanks to President Obama and Charles Bolden. They, they did that years ago when he was still, in, still our president. Um, and we're now reaping the rewards of that, right? But I'm stuck between that and the, the terrible emotion of, of what happened and that it, that it was so nonchalant, that it was so, uh, I, I don't even, I, I'm not even sure I want to say any more words because I, I, it's so confusing. And I, uh, I just appreciated your message so much. It put a lot into focus. My mind was thinking history as well. It's such a powerful tool. It's something that we can, we can use for the future. I mean, I've, as a, as a, Greek American, I, I think of, you know, because of my culture, we're very placed in history. Um, so that's kind of how our, our culture thinks along the timeline of history. And yeah, it's, there's a lot going on, man. And we need to, well, I don't know what we need to do. It's kind of like your point when you talk about Elon Musk, like it's, it's so expensive to do, to, to buy the rockets. So you know, find the material to make your own rockets. I look at it in the same, and a lot of people, but people are still blind to it, is that, and like I said, I'd rather focus on, you know, my own group of people before I can even help the other, the rest to kind of understand, because like I said, we're battling amongst ourselves. Like I said, I look at my brothers and sisters in the street where they're focused on so much materialistic things where, you know, they have their, bag TLX and slammed Honda Accord and Camry and things of that nature. Um, but they don't own the the house they live in. You know, they, they have their souped up, you know, BMWs and cars and things of that nature, but they're still in, in their parents' house. So they're still paying the rent um, to a place that they don't own. Um, and so as a black community, we really don't own anything. We, we, we spend so much money, but we don't own anything. There's no, Black schools, there's no black banks. You talk about black banks to then give to black um, entrepreneurs to then build their company. Um, but even in that, there's where there's like redlining and things that are nature. You look at history where, you know, black businesses would want to get loans, but they couldn't get loans because of who they were. Uh, we don't own anything. Like I said, schools, like the, let's talk about essential things like in this season, schools, banks, uh, even hospitals, grocery stores. Um, we just don't, there's nothing that we necessarily own um, as a community. Like the only thing that had been was, you know, the Black Wall Street, which was evidently burned down. Um, but as a, as a community, we don't, we don't own anything. Um, and because of that, you have to have, you have to have value, you have to have um, some sort of, of um, economical wealth. Um, and there's just so much that ties all into that um, because of the lack of like discipline, but that's why it all ties into everything because the lack of discipline or knowledge or understanding, we have our fathers being mass incarcerated or being killed um, because of racism that we have our then children that are growing up fatherless and they just don't know how to actually get their money right or how to do certain things. So it, it is just a system that is just, this is completely just always just bringing down and just so many layers to it. Um, but because we don't know how to unpeel the layers or to see so many of the things, uh, like I said, it's just microwave. We just like, we just see one thing where it's ah, like, yeah, all right. Like as much, like learn how to redirect that emotion, learn how to re redirect um, all that passion that you have to better educate yourself. Because like I said, 
I, I'm kind of like a living experience of, you know, I invested $2,000 into this PC. Um, and I had, you know, my friends that are making fun of me like, yo, man, you should have slammed your TL, your, your Camry, bro, and got tents and things. You should have, that should have been on the floor, bagged and everything. Why are you spending on a PC? And now it's like, you're stuck, can't even drive your own car. And now I've benefited so much, the amount of money that I've made based off of this one PC. It's like, so it's like, what are you putting your money to in the value and how does it reinvest for you? We just buy things that don't reinvest for us. Um, so, cause like if I were to bring all different races inside of it, you go to probably any state, there's going to be a Chinatown. Like they, every race owns everything. There's things they like physically own. Um, and even like getting into like, if you don't know history, like everything that, that happened with like the Holocaust and World War II, the Jews got their reparations. They own private schools. They own charter schools. They own things. They own Hollywood. Um, we don't own anything. It's just this year that Tyler Perry just got a um, Atlanta like version of Hollywood. That's the first black owned ever. Like there's so many different things that we just don't own, um, but we don't know because we lack knowledge. We just don't know our own history. Mm. So I can never expect you to know any of these things if we don't know ourselves. Like, we don't know. Right. So. No, and that's a great point. I never would have thought of that. That's such a great point. And, and honestly, like, one of the tough things with solving any problem, no matter how big it is, is addressing and, and realizing that it's a problem in the first place. That's such a huge. That's all I want. Yeah, man. And I think you're doing it. I, I think there's so much that we can learn just by observing that. And then from there, like just that one point, that's again, that first order principle thinking, like what is the real problem? What is the, what is the source of this? And that's a, wow, I haven't, I haven't heard that expressed before. That's fantastic. Yeah. It, well, it's, 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 it's a problem that needs to be fixed, but it's, it's yeah, good that no, we've taken that yeah. step. It is, it is, it is. So, you know, I, like I said, I just want to, better help educate and, and kind of then for others to kind of just acknowledge and, and to just address, you know, what the red flag and what the elephant is in the room and that we can move forward. Um, for me, like I said, I'm in the same boat. Like I'm very passionate. So sometimes my own like reading and knowledge slaps me back in the face. Uh, there's a book called Correcting Without Offending. So it, it, it comes to um, the delivery of your message is just as important as the message. Um, so, you know, as much, you know, frustration and things that I may have trying to take that out so that I can get my point across well, um, is kind of what I'm battling or what I'm trying to do. Um, an example is just like, you know, I can give you like a slice of the best New York pizza in the world, but if I serve it up on a trash can, you're not eating that. Like the presentation of that, you're not going to eat that. But I can put like kids cuisine on a fine dining with chicken nuggets you're going to probably take a bite of that. So like it's it, the delivery is so important. Um, and so that's why I'm even as much as I can pump out weekly or something, I want to make sure the content is pure and it's right. And it comes out um, in, in, a, in a, a good way that people can understand. And so that's kind of like my mission with doing everything right now. That's great, dude. Is there anything that you're, to get yourself in that mind space, what are the things that you're doing to, because I know, I mean, for me, I can only speak for myself here, but one of the things that helps me get in that space to, like you said, present the message the right way 
is meditating. For me, that's a, it's a big factor. It takes out the clutter in my head and I'm able to just think about one thing, which is, which is really, really valuable. Um, that also helped me get over uh, my cigarette addiction. Um, so the, that's a lot of it always seems to spiral around how I deal with addiction is how my, my mental health gets better. But um, that's, that's my story. I'm, I'm just what you, what you're doing to, to get yourself there. That's good. I haven't even really thought about it. I kind of, I should start doing things like that. that more so clear my head. I feel like I have a lot in my mind. And so it's always kind of more so in the foreground or the background of my mind, like, you know, like take your emotion out of it. Like try, mm. like try to just present it and come across. Right. Like sometimes I kind of like builds um, like a script um, that I'm kind of reading that I've kind of like flushed out um, to kind of have. And I even got feedback about um, I'm looking over to my script and the people are looking over in the video, like looking what's happening. So <clears throat> more so now um, <clears throat> building an outline um, and then knowing where I'm going with those outlines. Mm. So like as much as I'm not necessarily have a script now, but kind of having an outline and speaking freely. Um, but I, I think I'll even pick up on the meditating because I, I definitely, I just try to be, um, I've tried to be, be more conscious of, of um, how I present and how I speak um, rather than kind of being free. So I think I'll even take that up on, it'll even probably make me even better in terms of being free when I speak and kind of, rather than kind of being stiff or, or, or kind mm. of, I'm always worrying about uh, if it comes across well. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely not a, a end all solution. Meditation is definitely one of them. Um, yeah. I could definitely send you some ones that I have literally just 10 minutes. Um, it works for some people. So I've, I've heard some other people uh, will, will talk about it as, you know, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to entertain people, then I need to be entertained. So they'll go, they'll you know, spend, spend time to just get entertained, not think about anything else while they're doing it whether it's laughing or feeling something, or maybe it's, you know, I don't know, watching someone else play a video game that gets you pumped to then go the next step. Um, whatever it is that gets you there, that's, that's in the journey of figuring that out is, is a whole nother thing. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I like that. I definitely, I like that. I definitely, when I especially when it comes to streaming, um, I try to make sure I, I've done everything so like I almost not necessarily prioritize streaming last, but I make sure like my parents don't get, I feel like every time I stream now, it's just like either my parents or somebody calls me or, or <laughs> like, ah, like I'm just trying to get time to just like stream and kind of just like play and make more content. So I, I try to really prioritize like getting everything out of the way where boom, like there's nothing holding me back from just like, boom, like letting go. And just, yep. Well, and like you talked about time management, and I think that's such a, that's such a powerful tool for that. Um, you know, and things, things always get in the way. And you, 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 uh, you try and get to a place where you have like a good schedule. And then people expect that, you know, setting a boundary um, and being like, look, like, you know, I got plenty of time, but eight to 10, I'm busy. You know, I got stuff to do. And it, it takes a while to get to get people to, to follow along, but it's, it's, and this is where I'm going with this is it's like, it's a behavior. Right. Um, and that's such a powerful thing. Uh, you've had to develop good behaviors to get yourself to do what you, what you need to do. Um, you've even changed your setup for your gaming and your streaming because right. Um, and, and there's, there's just as much 
bad behavior that we're all, we're almost always reprogramming. And I, I can um so I, sorry to cut you off. No, go. But it just came across my mind because you talk about bad behavior. I can be very transparent. Uh, coming into quarantine, I was like, it's about to be the greatest time. I was. <laughs> I then like stayed up to five o'clock in the morning, and I wouldn't wake up to like three in the afternoon. So like, my schedule was so flipped. Like it was like. I'm sure a lot of the world in a way was kind of in that, that mold where I saw like people on Facebook, but like, all right, graveyard hours over, like who's up now? Like, like making different laughing stuff. But like, I was like completely on like a different trend and path of just like, like no structure and no order. Just like whenever, whenever I get up or whatever, like I'm just going to do whatever and then go and stream and just like whatever, like till I, I burn myself out six seven o'clock in the morning hear the birds chirping or whatever and then i'll go to sleep and then wake up again till like 14 hours later or something um and then like i had to really like um sit down and and i just shifted it completely where it was like i'm waking up in the morning i my own like without even an alarm like i'll be up at like five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. like and i'd still go to sleep at like midnight or something like i'd like my body just kind of like changed in a di- different direction of like morning and getting so much out of my day um, mm. out of it instead of the day kind of being like being kind of like es- escaping me um, and that's helped me so much yeah well like I've definitely I was on the polar opposite in the beginning of this quarantine and kind of coming into now it's just like I'm in like a really really good um, groove that I enjoy mm. dude yeah it makes all the difference um, and I really think like even something as small as that well let me start because I'm going to, I'm going to go on a little rant here and, and stop me if, if you, if you have anything to plug in. But one of the thoughts when I was thinking about, we were going to talk about all this stuff, behavior is, is such a powerful thing that everyone kind of takes for granted. You know, it's literally the basis of, of almost everything. Um, whether it's uh, what you want to do with your life, it's, it's, how people react to you, you know, behavior is such a big part of like, when you first go to school and you're making friends, like that's all, that's all behavior. Um, And depending on how deep you go into the behavioral science side of things, um, it gets more like that is the end all be all of how things are. Now, there are a lot of, you talked about looking back at history so that we know what what our past was so we can fix those mistakes down the line or at least see them coming, right? Um, and that really is, if you break it down a little bit further, is behavior. Um, now, we talk. I talk a lot about the scientific method and like how I use a scientific mindset to kind of put ideas out there. So what I'm going to say is a hypothesis. It's an idea. It needs to be tested for it to really be taken seriously. But it's a thought. I think if we, if we break it down as behavior, racism, people not dealing with other people well, and obviously in violent and vicious ways, that is a, that is a bad behavior. If you, if you rule it down to the, the, the basic thing. And I think it's, there's a lot of people that think just get rid of racism. And I think that's part of what we've gone through is we, we got to this point in America where we thought life was so good. And then this comes up and we're like, we're back here again. We're doing this again. And I think it's, it, it's just a bad piece of programming. And it's some people have rewired themselves. 
Some people are wiring themselves today. They're learning about the the history, as 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 you mentioned it. Um, and I'm no expert. This is I, I'm reaching out of my 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 field here. Um, but if if I look at it scientifically, that's where I'm looking at this. So the, then the question becomes, how do we set good behaviors for the future? Yeah. Um, and that's where my mind is. Yeah, I I definitely believe that. Like I said, it starts in the household because. Mm. Um, when I talk about even, you know, in the community where we have the father, fatherless, like the impact of not having, you know, both parents or the impact of et cetera, um, X, Y, and Z. Um, it, it starts in the household of, of teaching different behaviors. And, you know, you talk about being a sponge. Kids are the, the most sponge they are in the first five years. So they pick up on their parents' bad behaviors. They pick up on everything from good to bad. Um, and then it just goes from there. Um, so it, it's really important um, at a very young age um, to kind of sift out and to weed out different things that are just not um, right or they're not well. Um, so I, I think a lot of stuff like really starts in the household um, because I can only think of my experience of, you know, me like wanting to really learn or to read so much is that as a kid, I'd ask my dad, like, yo, what's that word mean? And he'll say, look it up. And then I'll go grab the big dictionary as a kid and go finding it. And then I'll go find it and read it. And then you like test me on knowing what that word was mm. like things like that as a little kid. So like, I've always been like a researcher. I've always, you know, gone to search for things and to look things up. Um, and then for like my mother, like she's like ever learning, like she's retired, but yet she's still going for a doctorate. Mm. Like she has two master's degrees already and she's like just not done I look yeah. at my older brother that has his master's in psychology and counseling so it's like the pillars that i have in my life like so from the household um has has um molded and shaped me um to then be like a digger and a researcher where i you know not only do i have their libraries of books but i'm even you know collecting my own library of books mm. um so it really comes down, I feel like, to the household heavily. I feel that, dude. That was heavy. Thank yeah. you. What are you seeing? What's the good that you're seeing? What's, what are you hopeful for as we move forward? I'm seeing it's more, or at least to like the protests that I've been at, is, you know, there's this petitions being signed for changes to happen. So it's mm -hmm. more than just like marching and rioting and just like saying different chants. But, you know, having awareness you know, you bring the protest brings awareness and then out of the awareness, you then, you know, invoke people to sign for good causes, to sign for different things to be changed, um, for different, you know, funds to be redirected to better help a community or support X, Y, and Z or to do, et cetera. Um, so um, out of that, you know, it's, I'm seeing the good of this recognition, one, and then two, um, the litigations of things being changed and shifted. Um, for the better mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm but I know it's a long for me it just seems like it's gonna be a long hill to climb yeah I, I hear that 100 percent. it's and that's that's where this week I've been trying to set my because expectations for me I've learned are everything and especially when you've got a goal that you're reaching for and and time and change unfortunately takes time and so and, and, and what can one person do other than, and you mentioned, you said it already, is focus on the people around you. And if that, if we can all focus on that, 
to start, we build some momentum and, and we grow from there and then we can start tackling the larger issues. But if, if we continue being the microwave <laughs> generation, dude, that's so good. Uh, I mean, that, that was the trend and that that's, that's an American problem too, as much as it is. Uh, all into the hashtags, like it's like, what's going to be the next hashtag and we heat up so quick and then is is gone away. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I'm I'm done with the hashtag. I, I just I'm not gonna be arguing with anybody on Facebook necessarily. Um, I, I'm telling you, like I've even gotten I had got into an argument um, with a with a coworker actually mm-hmm. at my job, um, and it was just about even history about um, like it was like a meter of like red from like 1619 or whatever um, until like 1968 when. And then there's segregation to the 1968 to, you know, X, X, Y, and Z. And then he was, um, he like came in just saying some arbitrary like jargon, just like foolishness that I just like, I was not about to tolerate in a way. And I was just like, to be completely honest from the post that I even shared, it really even started during the settlements. Like, this is not like, like what people don't understand is like, and that's what I said, we don't know history is like, like slavery is not the black person's history that's what shaped our history we had our history in africa so it's not like it's not something that like you know it it was like something that like we willfully wanted to happen like that's not our history this is just something that then molded our history but we're just so in our finite mind we're just boxed into seeing this and only seeing the hashtags and the headlines we don't even know anything, really. Uh, we don't dive into the actual research and the books and things of that nature um, of where our actual history even comes from in the first place. So it's a lot. So I'm just slowly, I'm just like trying to just unpeel to help them better understand. Like, that's why I like all this content I'm like telling you is like, I want to just slowly disseminate in different videos. Like, you know, we really don't own certain things. We have to put our priority and our money right to under, better understand um, but first, I want them to just recognize and acknowledge you know, what the problem is. And then, all right, so what's, like, that's why the video is like, what's next? All right, educate. Like, let's, you got to slowly get there. Like, there's so much. Um, so that's why I am definitely want to just start um, with those around me. And then those around me can even help me affect the rest. Yes. No, that's, dude, I, I love that. For educational stuff, I know one thing I can offer for any of the listener, listeners, and if you haven't if you haven't seen it either, but uh, there was a PBS documentary that was made into a movie, and it was also made into a book. Uh, it's called Chasing the Moon, um, and it goes through. Obviously, we're a space podcast, so obviously it goes through NASA's uh, mission to the moon, the first human beings on the moon, but it also covers all of the civil rights movement and and the the intertangled mess that the country was in. Because that all played such a major part. And to see us going through the same thing, I mean, literally, it couldn't have happened on, on, on the same day when the, the bubble burst on all this stuff with George Floyd. This is was the same time we returned to space. And, and I have to keep asking myself, why? What, what is the connection between the two? Is it an obvious connection? Is it just... Is it just the way that human beings are that we got here? But that, I would say, Chasing the Moon is a great, great place to start. I know it's free on PBS, so you don't even have to pay for it. You could watch the whole series. Um, that's, that's where I'm starting. Um, and trying to get the space people out here um, 
educated. I'm educating myself too. Um, Cause I didn't look through it. I don't know it as well as I know now. Yeah. 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 That. What are, what are some places or some, some things that you can send people to if they want to learn more about everything that's going on? Obviously your videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely not necessarily plugging myself, but <laughs> I will, I will. <laughs> but um, for me, like I said, in my own community, uh, like I said, them to, to not necessarily stop being so materialistic on themselves, like, you know, but to understand that's why, like, I really got engulfed into this book that I, that came in the mail a few days ago that I'm going to end up reading this week. Um, it's, it's called Living for Legacy. Um, so it, it's just like it, you're more you're living more for more than just yourself. You know, you're living yeah. your nieces and nephews, you know, your aunts and uncles, your family. You know, you're living for your community. You know, you're living um, for your name. Um, your name, your name has reputation. It has, um, it holds validity. And when people hear your name, you know, they can have one or two reactions like, oh yeah, he's a great dude. Or like, yeah, I don't, I don't really mess with him. You know, yeah. that nature. So like, you're living beyond and from your name can taint those down the road um, that hold your name and things of that nature. So, um, it is very vital um, to be understand and recognize that we're just living more than just for um, our, you know, selfish ways or just kind of being, like I said, this generation is like the selfie. So everything is about themselves. Everything is about them mm -hmm. putting out, you know, like whatever Instagram post that looks really cool and, and things of that nature. But this book is very enlightening on knowing that it's more than just you. So building for your community that you can help you know, the next man get up and not being so engulfed in that crab bucket method, you know, pulling each other down, not allowing everybody to kind of succeed and to help each other grow rather than tearing each other down. Mm. So, you know, that, that crab analogy, I've, I've used that myself this last week. Um, could you, where, where did you first, where did you first come across that saying? Cause I, I, I can't even remember when I did. I got that. Um, I want to say freshman year of college. Um, <clears throat> And even a couple of other courses that I've taken. Um, I'm trying to remember the course that I took. <clears throat> One of those courses, though, but they if they went through a, like a litany of different things. And that I remember learning about that method and so many other different like um, tactics of, of um, conversating and, and even like having, I guess, not necessarily arguments, but just speaking um, and just learning about environment and that's definitely like a, a toxic environment that is an environment that people are engulfed in um not wanting to see others succeed and and, and kind of tearing them down as they get higher you're, you're tearing them down not allowing them to get out um and then there's even some that get out and then don't turn back to give a helping hand and i've seen that far too often um so it, it is um, vital that we just push each other out if we just push each other out we can you know all um there's a, i feel like it's, there's enough for everybody to eat mm. um, and we just kind of get gung-ho thinking about ourselves and, and not really um helping our one another not knowing that we both benefit off of one another um, mm -hmm. so was the, the rising tide lifts all ships yeah yeah well, Josh, dude, thank you so much. Jay Mystic, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been a pleasure, man. Hell yeah. Do you have any last words for, for the folks out there? 
Um, I thought I, I can think of. I feel like I've said so much. I'm trying to remember. Um, but really, just kind of like um, do it. Do it for more than yourself. Really, your education is going to help somebody else. You know, your experiences um, are not just your experiences. You can share that for somebody else to learn from and to grow from and have. Um, and one thing that I, I I took from my brother and. You know, he's had different mentors in his life. And one of his mentors said that, you know, um, you know, you have these different, you know, people you look up to, these are, you know, giants um, that you might call them giants. But um, what his mentor said to him is like, as much as I can be a giant to you, you can see farther ahead standing on my shoulders. Mm. So as, as tall and how big as I am, if I'm able to help somebody else see, they can see farther than I can. And then they can go beyond what I've, I've been able to reach. So, you know, I, I, as, you know, bigger and larger and, and things of that nature and the knowledge that I have and become um, helping those that are less fortunate, I can lift them up and they can see farther than I can. Um, and I, I took that and I first heard that. I was like, wow, man, that's crazy. I was like, yeah, that's revolutionary. But I see that definitely like, it's almost like the same way, you know, your parents want to see the best for you. Like there are pillars in your life um, and just allowing their kids to stand on their shoulders on everything that they have to go farther. Mm. So if everybody can even have that mentality of helping the next man. Um, it'll, be a, it'll be a good one. Perfect way to end this, my friend. Uh, be well, be good out there, be safe. Um, is everybody, thank you for joining us. This is uh, People of Science. This is Josh Lynch, J Mystic. You can follow him. Uh, let's tell everybody where they can follow you online. Absolutely. Um, all of our social medias are at underscore J Mystic. Um, that's going to be um, my um, headline or, or tagline for all of my social media from Instagram, Twitter, um, even on Facebook. So you can, and even Twitch for my streaming platform. So and TikTok, everything I have kind of all unique so you can find me at, at that that headline. Oh yeah, dude. Thank you for joining. Um, everybody be well, spread love, spread science, be safe, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Today in Space. <laughs>